My heart is truly uh, with those, a heart full of compassion with those who have chosen to refuse the shift here in the earth today. Now, when I say compassion, it's not blinded compassion. That's only compassion in bias towards man, which is fleshly compassion, while disregarding God's rules and laws. I am fully aware that what God has enacted and what God has allowed is God and that people's own ignorance from their own volition has caused them to refuse God. That's ultimately what's happening. You're refusing God. You think you're fighting a certain fight. You think you're doing right, but you are resisting God. And God talks about, especially in the Old Testament, how he deals with those who resist him. I want to paint a prophetic picture of this year and what might take place moving forward. I want to come from the Gospels. Now, when we summarize the Gospels, they can be summarized with, you know, their common themes all across all four authors perspective. I want to give us three. The first, Jesus came to earth. We know this. This explains who, which and where. The second, Jesus came as God in flesh, born of a virgin woman. That explains how and when. And third, Jesus came to seek and save the lost, which tells us what and why. Those three points are seemingly elementary. We've heard these. We know these things, or at least we think we know them. And because we've grown, what has happened is we've pushed these elementary things to our subconscious or the way back portion of our minds, and they're no longer priorities. That's key. Now, there is a chapter in the book of Hebrews, chapter six. There is a specific translation in the message translation. The writer of Hebrews is saying, come on, let's get on with it. Let's move on. Let's go past the elementary things. And it's so true. We got to get past the name of Jesus. We got to get past the applying the blood. We got to get past the laying on of hands and speaking another language. Yada, you know, we got to get past. These are elementary things to those who are the sons of God. But what scripture never says is that we are never to forget the principles which are the foundations and the pillars upon which our faith stand, which our faith is predicated upon. We cannot forget the simple things that Jesus came to earth, that Jesus came as God in flesh, born of a virgin woman, and that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's how and why we got in the mess we're in now. That's the whole point of the shift in 2020. God allowed the coronavirus to shut the entire world down to announce, I am bringing a shift. God sent his son, Jesus, fully God, fully man, to announce to the earth during that time in the Gospels, I am bringing a shift. I hope you're tracking Religion and politics had plagued and terrorized the earth for quite some time during the time of the Gospels. There was civil injustice with the Herods, adulating men instead of Yahweh. There were people who turned from God. There were generations who never knew God. There were dozens of dozens of choices to worship other religions and gods. The quote-unquote people of God were hypocrites and lovers of money and fleshly desires. Wicked men and women ruled in high places like lawyers 
tax collectors, governing officials, queens and kings, and the list goes on. There was no hope in the land. Sounds familiar like 2020, right? I hope you're tracking. You see, we're on the precipice of a revolution, just as it was in the Gospels. Yet this very thing many Christians have prayed for for millennia, prophesied about for decades, for years and years, waited and believed for now that it's here. The blindness from the religious and political spirits have caused us to be bound and have caused many of us to either not notice God's announced shift and announced revolution, or they have caused us by our own pulling towards those to oppose God's announcement of a revolution and God's announcement of a shift, just like the Pharisees, scribes, and Sadducees. Now that's all point one, Jesus came to earth. This answers our who, which, and where. Jesus is the who. Jesus is the God of gods or he are the God of options because, you know, I mentioned many people worship other gods and religions. That explains the which. Which God came? Jesus came. And where did he come? To the earth. In 2020, God allowed a revolution to come where? To earth. The God that had been forgotten or lost in politics and religion that's the witch. And the God he sent to remind the earth of the revolution is Jesus. Let's move on to point two. In the Gospels, we see that men and women praised other men and women instead of Yahweh. The religious men and women, primarily Pharisees, who stated they observed the laws of their father, Moses, were more vile than the non-religious people. They were hypocrites, which is why Jesus usually called them out. The United States turned upside down in 2020 over one man. Very similar to what happened in the Gospels, how the religious men and women, the supposed representations of Yahweh, how they worshipped Herod and ultimately themselves. Many people here in the States placed their trust and worth in man. They adulated man. This is a root effect of the religious spirit. Psalm 118 verse 8, the Passion Translation states, put your trust in most high God, not man or celebrities. Psalm 146.3, Passion Translation states, do not put your trust in mortal man in whom there is no salvation. You see, many of us know, we know this. Yet we have acted contradictory to what we know, which is not only hypocritical, but as the Apostle James wrote in his self-entitled epistle, it is a sin to do what you know to do and not to do it. It's double. The Pharisees or religious people in society during the time of the Gospels were the exact same way and didn't see any fault in themselves. They didn't see anything wrong, just like they were. Many of us who call ourselves Christians, we were on a trajectory that was going to lead us straight off of a cliff into a bottomless pit. We ought to be thankful for the divine interruption, the reset, the announced revolution. I am thankful. I am so thankful for it because it has rerouted me in so many good ways. 
That revolution during Jesus' day was very nasty. No one could see the vision of God unless they had spiritual eyes to see. You remember Jesus telling the disciples that when he was speaking to them in parables, nobody, unless they were sons of God, could understand. And many times the disciples themselves are like, this is too far advanced. This is too far above our heads. But Jesus always reminded them of, two, of, of one thing, and then he did something else. You're a son of the Father. It is your bread. And two, he would explain or decipher or decode the mysteries to them. But anybody else in the world it wasn't meant for them. No one could understand what was going on in the spirit unless the spirit of God was truly given precedence above everything else. And those people lended their ears to hear the spirit of God. In the airwaves during that time, politics and the religious spirits muddled the communication and discourse the religious were bound to religion and unrighteous piety and the lost and unsaved were further pushed away and exiled from true hope in God through Christ Jesus. I wish I had two or three witnesses. I mean, you could just hear and feel the hopelessness and despair. I mean, you can just turn on any uh, site. There are some popular sites on YouTube. I'm not going to mention those sites. It it classifies or it shows, let me say that rather, it shows people from around the world, many people here in the States, and they talk about religion. Do they believe? Do they not believe? And it is so disheartening to see so many millennials in Gen Z and the alpha generation talk about how they don't believe. What example have we set? That is the effect of the religious and political spirit. It is to further push those without hope away from the true hope in God, which is in Christ Jesus. So Yahweh birthed the great deliverer, Jesus, whose life had been assailed from birth. You know, you go and you look in the 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 second chapter of Matthew and look how Jesus had been followed and persecuted from his birth. Yet he was able to evade death often, quite often, actually. He evaded death so well because he had a mission to fulfill, which is the third point, but we'll get to that shortly. There was nothing illustrious about Jesus's birth or his home life or his surroundings, yet it was undeniable even as a child. He was different and set apart from everyone else and he would never refuse to worship his father and be about his father's business. Jesus was an obedient lover. That's what happened this year behind closed doors and walls. Men and women were being delivered, being set free from bondages, being set free from generational curses, being set free from iniquities who had been average or less than average living those lives from birth. They have been raised up to be revolutionaries in this time to reform society with the word of the father that always fulfills its purpose. Notice I stated about the average and less than average men and women. 
You see, Yahweh didn't choose the religious men and women of society or the Pharisees, scribes, or Sadducees because they were futile and ineffective for his kingdom. He had to use someone, capital S, that had not and couldn't be tainted by mammon, Satan, and the praise of man. This year, he used pure, undefiled, humble, repentant men and women to go forth to move forward and advance his kingdom. A shift, a change, a revolution of Yahweh can never be wielded by those bound to religious and political spirits. Jesus practiced the same model as his father. So Jesus chose men in society who were of no worth or value to society in all forms of society, religion, family, education, arts and entertainment, media, government and business. As Jesus was born of a virgin of no value, so many behind closed doors and walls this year have been prepared for the revolution to be sent out just like the apostles. That's point two. Jesus came as God in flesh born of a virgin, which is the how and why. Sorry, the how and when. In point three, so many people were hurting in the times of the Gospels. They were sick. They were bound. They were rejected. They were overlooked. They were abused in debt. And the list goes on seemingly endless. The quote unquote church or the Pharisees, Sadducees and scribes were bound themselves to religion political spirits and the praise of man. They were not doing their jobs. No one was being set free. No one was being made whole. No one was being delivered. The quote unquote church lost its power in society and had become merged and in the pocket of politics, guided by the hands of governing authorities like the Herods. In fact, if we look in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, it prophesies that many would be lost. God had withdrawn from his priests and prophets because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And there would be much silence from the highest heaven to earth because sin abound much. The people of God had lost their authority and power long ago when they were captive by their captors and when they regained stasis even in their own land to rebuild, they continued to disobey God and bring dishonor to his name among the nations and all his creation. Sounds familiar? If there are countless millions of Christians just in the States, why is there so much darkness why is there so much bondage? Why is no one truly living a set free life that we see post the Gospels and in the Gospels? Ponder on that. The Pharisees gave to God what they thought was worship, worship on their own terms. So Jesus rebuked them often. In this particular rebuke, he stated, you Give X, Y, Z, but you are forgetting justice, love and mercy. I wonder what would be the rebuke to the American church. What have we forgotten? 
Surely we have forgotten the elementary principle of Jesus' coming to seek and save the laws because we've built and we've built. And I'm not just talking about edifices. I'm talking about we've built systems and we've engineered activities. We have a whole schools of thoughts. We have jargons that have even infiltrated into other manners of society. We have truly built but we forgot the elementary principle about seeking and saving the lost, tending to his sheep, loving his creation, seeing through the lenses in which he sees. Power became abused just as it was in the Gospels by the quote-unquote church, a.k.a. Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. So power was stripped from them and it has been stripped from many of us. Yet, there was and is always a plan. Jesus came to earth. That's point number one. Never forget that. That was the plan. And Jesus came to the earth to seek and save the lost. During the training and development of the disciples, they learned that while they had great authority and power, it was time to transform society from the brutish religious rule of the old regime that wielded around power as a banner rooted in man and demonic, demonic entities that destroyed without rebuilding. We have forgotten in this nation that as we war, we must restore what was corrupted from the severing. Jesus took no name men in society who were not educated, according to the law of the Pharisees and scribes, because they were the highest, especially the scribes. These were men who were trained in not only religious, but every form of law. You couldn't get any higher than the scribes in that time. Jesus took no name men to show the powers of darkness, particularly the religious and political spirits, that power, true power, is administered in obedient love, drenched in humility. It will always trump all other forms of power. That, my dear listener, is revolution. And that's where we are. But you see, it was only those obedient lovers who were able to wield that form of authority and power. Many people who thought that they should have been used or were going to be used were not. They were bound to and pledged their allegiance to other spirits. The apostles didn't. The no-name ones being raised up this year did not either. These men and women this year behind closed doors and walls acknowledge the shift in the announcement of God this year. They acknowledge their iniquity and their wrong. They dealt with it. They acknowledge the voice of the Holy Spirit lending their ears to him. They humbled themselves. They carried their crosses. They died to themselves and they followed Jesus. You see, there is so much power in simplicity. It's simple. We have complicated and we have added, I mean, colleges and universities of doctrine. And we have all this jargon and all this language in these huge dictionaries. And we've forgotten the elementary basic principles of being representers of Jesus. Seek and save the lost in a time of seeking and saving the lost. 
These men and women this year have been obedient lovers and they have been rewarded with great authority and power to root out, pull down and tear down, to bind and loose and to shut up and open, but ultimately to restore, rebuild and seek and save those who are lost, bringing adoration from God's creation back to God, making a house the abode. Where God can be with man and man can be with God. Father can be with son and son can be with father. This is the revolution. These are the men and women who will succeed and go forward in this day and time. It's made for them, not the religious, not the politically bound. It was meant to be a time in 2020 where we were cleansed and delivered internally. I talked about this back in January. Humbling ourselves before God so we could be raised up in innocence, in purity, and with integrity so that we can be sent out to fulfill the mission of Jesus, which is seeking and saving the lost. We cannot go out and do the things of Jesus while looking like the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, being filled with the hypocritical spirit, being filled and ruled by a religious and political spirit, and being bound to give praise to man and be in the back pocket of man, particularly governing officials. Many of us got caught up in what we were already bound in, religion and politics, and those people have lost their authority and power. They lost their voices. It's not for me to tell you what's next for you or them, whichever side you stand on. You need to seek the Father. And Jesus will say to those people, just as he said to the Pharisees, Woe, you have offered such and such, but you have forgotten, Christian, to purify your heart. You have forgotten the purity of representing me, which is to seek and save the lost. This is a time to seek and save the lost, just as it was a time to seek and save the lost, because the earth was groaning and grinding and mumbling and complaining. The earth itself about the turmoil of the darkness. And God said, I'm going to act and send a revolution. And that's what he did. And the same thing happened right before our eyes that all of us were unaware of. Until something snapped and said, you're on the wrong path. Shift. Thank you, Father, for shifting us this year with the shutdown. Even if we don't like it, even if it's such an inconvenience, even if it's exposing and bringing out the worst of the worst in your creation. This is a time to seek and save the lost because the earth and your sons and daughters have groaned and hope has been so lost and unapparent. But Father, this has not gone from your mind and your eyes. This has not gone from your periphery. This was not foreseen before time was time because your word says you prophesy 
the beginning from the end. So, Father, you knew this specific point in time. You knew it. So I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, for raising up true disciples of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for raising up these men and women who will be apostles, these men and women who will go out in 2021 and beyond and do the stuff in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. I thank you, Father, these men and women will not be bound or pleased with the power and authority or that demons tremble at your name by the sound of their voice or that they can interpret mysteries or prophesy or decode great secrets or heal the lame. I thank you, Father, these men and women are going to be so bound to you because they love who you are a healer and deliverer of their wrongs, righting their wrongs, healing their scars, making them whole. And because they have been freed from so much, they will give even more. These are the revolutionaries. These are the men and women who are sent now to reform society. Father, I thank you for dealing with the religious spirit. I thank you for dealing with the political spirit in your people. Father, I thank you for exposing it. And Father, I thank you for bringing your church down to her knees, exposing these spirits in her walls, in her borders. I thank you for a confession on the lips of your people for the entertaining and being bound by these spirits. Because, Father, it's a time to seek and save the lost. Father, your word says, he who has ear, let him hear. And he who is willing, let him come. And he who is willing, let him come and drink. And he who calls on my name shall be saved. So, Father, even those who have been so trifling By the sound of my voice, let the airways carry this authoritative message, this announcement. Bow your knees, bend your knees, come face to face with Yeshua, the son. Receive the voice of Holy Spirit. Receive Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the iniquity, wrong and sin and confess, transform and change and get into the fold. Father, thank you for a time of the apostles. Thank you for a time of the true apostles rising up. Thank you for demonstrations going forward. Thank you for signs and wonders by Holy Spirit power and manifestations going forward. Father, I thank you for those who have been hidden, who you have tenderly hidden, like you did David on the back road. Father, those who are similar to David, who have been in caves, who have been running from their oppressors and persecutors and accusers, their own brothers and sisters in Christ. Their own people who they've looked up to, who they've respected, who you've placed in their lives, who have changed on them. Father, these people who are still respecting and loving and not touching your anointed ones. I ask that you would look down on them with great tender love and respect and that you would raise them up this time now because it's a time to seek and save the lost. It's no longer a time for totalitarian power in the world. It's time to see the Holy Ghost movement in innocence, purity, and with true representation. 
Father, I thank you for the apostolic going forward as it never has in history. Thank you for your army of laid down lovers, Jesus. Thank you for your devoted, obedient lovers, Father. I'm excited for this time. I'm excited for what you're doing. And Father, I pray those who have hidden themselves in secrecy. Father, I pray for those who have hidden themselves in pride. I pray for those who have hidden themselves in hypocrisy. I pray for those who are so blinded, they're in such murky, slippery slopes, they have no idea where they're bringing themselves. They have no idea which camp and kingdom they're in. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do and cause the sun to shine on them so that your, your son can shine righteousness and truth would be revealed and that man would praise, acknowledge, and know that you are God. In Jesus' name, blessings.